Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C., What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. It's Thursday, and you know what that means. That means it's time to ignite the dynamite. The day after the dynamite. I haven't done that intro in a while, actually. But I'm glad we did. Welcome to Day After Dynamite. I'm Will Washington. But you know this show by now. I'm never alone here. 
that's not true. I've done two episodes alone. But for the most part, typically not alone here. I'm usually joined by a guest, and today I'm joined by one of my favorite people in this space. Because, honestly, uh, I am, especially in the last few years, all about approaching wrestling from the standpoint of just kind of fun and positivity. And I feel like you embody that in a very, very good way. Folks, it's Iridium Fierio. Hi, how are you? Well, thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate your kind words uh, of me being positive in the wrestling community. I think you are also very positive in the community, so I appreciate you. Thank you. Look, I, I don't know. I feel like, uh, now granted, I know a lot of long timers, and I see you guys in the chat, will be like, come on, Will. Been listening to you for years. I know I know when Will can be negative. I get that. And for the most part, look, if I don't like something, you're going to know about it. But I have realized in the last few years that when you focus on the things that you enjoy about wrestling, you find yourself enjoying it more than when you're focused on the things you hate. And uh, that that's just me. And that's that's why I do this show in particular. Speaking of shows, folks, I've got a lot of them today. I don't know if you saw the schedule uh, that I posted to Twitter, but starting with Day After Dynamite, after Day After Dynamite, we've got Ask Rhapsody. It is me. It is Phil. It is Reg. We're answering your questions. If you haven't sent those questions in yet, get those in at FightfulSelect.com. The post is up, and you can also tweet us your questions, whatever. We'll answer everything we can. And then right after that, it is the first annual Fightful Awards with myself, Denise Salcedo, Sean Rossap. That's at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific today. And so, yeah, there's a lot. I am on literally two hours of sleep. I went to sleep, kid you not, 4 a.m. And then it hit me. It snowed a lot yesterday. So we're kind of buried in it. I had to get my kids to school. Somebody's got to dig us out. And so I got up around 6.30. So about two and a half hours. Got up around 6.30. Shoveled snow. Um, I don't know who I pissed off in my neighborhood, by the way. But so clearly I was looking at my sidewalk. <laughs> and so somebody with the snowblower went by did all of the houses, didn't do mine, but did the house after mine and kept going. And so, and the reason I know that, and look, this took more work. It would have taken you less work to just push through. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it took more work, but I could see footsteps and what looks like a like the snowblower being dragged. And then it picks back up after my house. No. I don't think you are appreciated by your neighbors. <laughs> I, d I don't know who actually takes the time to do that. Look, is this because I've missed the block party the last four years? Because if so, I'll have you know, it's because I was at all out the last four years. And because uh, they do it every Labor Day. And so, like, I'm never there. Yeah, That's because I've been in Chicago every year. Probably will be this year, too. It's kind of just the thing now. 
Anyway, what'd you think of Dynamite last night, Iridium? I thought it was good. I always appreciate a good um, Brian Danielson match. I think last week was also great. And uh, I love watching the women wrestle. And things are seeming like they're going on backstage with Sheeta and Soraya. I I don't know how to feel about it. I I have I have excitement, and okay. um, so we'll we'll get to all of that here shortly. I suppose. Hey, look, he's actually earlier than usual. Uh, <laughs> Will Washington, how are you, pal? I'm great. How are you, Jeremy Lambert? I'm I'm good. I, well, I'm early. You know, I get get the cameo all the way earlier. Don't have dad things to do quite as yet. Hello, Iridian. How are you? Hey, how are you? Good. Nice to meet you. As I nice always say, Will you. Washington, Forbidden Door of Wrestling Media, introducing really just me introducing myself to all these people who I've never talked to before because I just crash his show every single week. Love that. <laughs> Will, are you staying warm out in Denver? Let's talk. Let's talk about this. Will the Denver Nuggets, Nikola Jokic. They're they're cooking right now. I, I watched the game last night after Dynamite. They're cooking. I'm I'm glad you did watch it because I watched it after yeah. Dynamite and I was excited. Um, I mean, I have been excited. Look, the best start in Nuggets history through 45 games. Are you kidding me? They're 33 and 12. Look, I am in Nuggets gear right now. This is Yo. how I, mean, I feel at the Avs moment. Got the there we go. 2022 Stanley Cup champion Colorado Avalanche. Look, it's cold. It just is, and uh, my my fingers are freezing right now. I got up and shoveled, and uh, like I was the just worst. telling Iridium, it's it's the time right now, uh, and it's supposed to snow again tomorrow, and we got like, I think like 10 inches uh, yesterday, and then we got, like kids were home from school. I, that's, why I, that's why I tweeted yesterday. I was like, you know what? Staying at, like, I'm not in a good headspace as far as, wrestling stuff is concerned i need to just spend the day with my kids they're off today anyway so that's it rating how is the weather where you're at it's raining uh chicago hasn't really gotten a lot of snow which i'm very thankful for but uh that just means that it's gonna come later so (laughs) i'm just gonna wait and i mean i'm warm right now so we'll see what happens you're not too far i mean i said not too far like ohio and chicago are to yeah. me, not too far. If I can drive there, it's not far to me. If I don't, or if I feel comfortable driving there, and it's nasty out today. It's terrible. I'm gonna put this uh, comment on Will. Sorry, because I just want to make fun of Kyler. Yeah, your Lakers suck, dude. Sorry, Kyler, they're awful. <laughs> they should, they should maybe try winning a basketball game. You know, like the Nuggets and the Oklahoma City Thunder just running up on teams as well. We're doing better than the Lakers. You know, we're we're technically rebuilding and. We got a better record than the Lakers who have LeBron James, Russell Westbrook, and Anthony Davis. They're supposed to be like good. I mean, they don't they don't necessarily have Anthony Davis, but they well, does any team really have Anthony Davis? <laughs> He's just on the sideline the entire time. Yeah. I apologize look. to already if I, I don't know if you're a basketball fan and we're just I've derailed the show as I always do with <laughs> basketball talk. No, I I know of the sport, but I don't watch it. If it's not Chicago Bulls, I don't know. They 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 were supposed to be good this year, and then things kind of they were, started were, well, and then it just happen. Things yeah. happen. It happens to all teams, right? Yeah. Phil Phil Lindsay can can cope and yes. you know, be sad with you. yeah. Our buddy Phil, he was at Battle Slam on Sunday. Yeah, he was. Yeah. 
he flew to Stephen Jensen told me. Yeah, he flew to Atlanta. Yeah. yeah. With like, and his flight was right after Grab City. I was shocked. I was like trying to wrap the show and he's like, yeah, we're good. And I'm like, if we got to go, we got to go. And he still made it, I guess. Shout out Midway as a as an airport, um, because uh, I I don't know I I mix it up from time to time. Like the dumbest thing I've ever done was was that it was Forbidden Door. I flew into O'Hare but flew out of Midway. And... They're hours apart, Will. Oh, I know that now. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's a tragedy. Yeah, I, I didn't know that at the time, but uh, I was just going for what was most cost effective yeah. as far as it was like, oh, this flight out of Midway is cheaper, so I'm going with this. I had no idea what I was getting myself into. Uh, and, and yeah, that was Forbidden Door Weekend. I almost didn't make it back um, <laughs> because. Well, I now you know for All Out. Yeah, or whatever else is in Chicago this year. Look, AEW's run Chicago. I think I counted fourteen times. Well, uh, we're not. I don't have a problem with that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to me. I'm, I'm here. They're gonna run Chicago at least once a month again. They they always do. Like on average, it'll be once a month. Or right, every, I'm, every I'm other. Bit, every other. Yeah, I was gonna say every other week. I thought you were about to say it's like every other week. Just be in Chicago. <laughs> Mike was asking me yesterday, they're like, are they flying people in for like ROH? Like, where are they tonight? They're in Chicago. I just assume they're in Chicago. <laughs> they're actually in Fresno. Fresno yeah, they California. were in California. Righteous Reg was there. Reg was there. Uh, yes. Yeah, he, yes. he made his way down. Um, and see, and- that's how you segue to Dynamite, Will. So now you can talk about the show and I can leave after I've you know d- done my run in here. I- I'm a pro at this. Sometimes. Sometimes. Uh, Iridian, nice to meet you. Thanks for, for tolerating too. me while I do this. Will, thanks for tolerating me every single week while I do this. Uh, everyone watch the Fightful Awards at 8 p.m. Eastern on this channel with Will, Sean Rossap, and Denise Salcedo. And if you want more basketball talk, watch FMC on Fightful Overbooked every Tuesdays. There's some plugs. Now, Will Washington. Oh, FMC. You get so much more when you watch FMC, by the way. Yeah. I talk about fucking Josh Giddy as the, the greatest player in the league, and I, I'm trying to sleep with him. So, yes. yes, what a stupid show that is. Uh, <laughs> bless SB3 and uh, Cher Delaware for putting up with me on that. Bless everybody for putting up with me. I don't know why I'll do it. One day you'll get sick of me. Bye, everybody. All right. Don't forget, you can send us your super chats. You want to help support the show, help support what we do. We got super chats. Van Twinblade says, WW or WB will work with a turf, but not allow a tribute to a man who made a mistake and has tried his damnedest to make up for it. BS. We're going to talk about that a little bit here. Um, and Jennifer says, haven't made it here live in a few weeks because of work. Super glad to catch the show. Danielson and Bandito was my favorite TV match in months. Love that. Uh, let's see. Let's make sure. And if you haven't sent us a Humper Chat, you can also send Humper Chats. It's HumperChats.com. And you can send those really all throughout the the week. Uh, although I just got signed out of uh, the Humper Chats. So give me a sec, folks, because I'm trying to uh, check on all that and make sure that I get to those. Because I'm not going to miss a Humper Chat today. Uh, well, I appreciate and- Jennifer's comment because... I also love Brian Danielson, and my favorite match that he had was the one that he had last week with Takeshita. I thought 
that <laughs> match was so incredible. Oh my goodness. I rewatched it. It was so good. Yeah. And uh, look, Brian's the goat. There's, there's just no question about it. He, he absolutely is. And to get to see what he, uh, to considering what he's done these last 16 months, he's only been in AEW 16 months. There's a little piece of me that still kind of sees Brian as like a day one guy. And I know that's weird. And, but like when you think about the fact that right before AEW launched, Brian was talking about all the things he wanted to do, work with the Young Bucks, work with Kenny, work with those guys. And uh, I think he was probably under the impression they were going to sign with WWE. Hell, WWE was under that impression. I think, like I've always said, if the stars had aligned just slightly differently, if Brian's contract had expired in 2018, expired in 2018, I think around August, I want to say, and he had signed a new deal, I think had it been a month different, because uh, no, it expired in September. That's right, because he had to miss All In. Had it been a month difference, mm-hmm. I think Brian would have ended up working All In and subsequently being one of the first AEW guys. I think in his heart, I think he's always been kind of there. And I think that's why he slotted in so well and why he's been able to do what he does there. But no, Brian's the GOAT. And honestly, like seeing what he continues to do uh, and continues to want to do, like the idea that he looks at guys like Takeshita, like uh, like Bandito, and you can tell like Brian sees so much of what he can do out there with them. Yes, and I think there was like a little video where they were talking to Brian and well, specifically about Takeshita, and he was saying that, oh, you know, he's like, I don't know how I, it was going to be when I get out there if the hits were actually going to hurt. And he's like, after Takeshita gave me the first one, I knew that this one was going to be a good one because it hurt. <laughs> no, I honestly, um, the the interesting thing that seems to be shifting is that and next week will finally be kind of a push in the opposite direction. But Brian has been up against guys who the fans want to to build up. And in a sense, yeah. they're cheering them over Brian. Isn't that insane? <laughs> like, yeah. you, you see the buildup of like, okay, he's going to go against MJF. And you know people are going to cheer him against MJF. But when people were cheering when Takeshita got the rope break and people are, you know, screaming their heads off for Bandito, I was like, oh, what? You know, yeah. you have to pick one. And in cases like that, like, who do you really pick? Well, I think in a case of Bandito, I think that, again, like Fresno, California. Yeah. Um, was... People were chanting in Spanish, which I was like, I forgot. It makes <laughs> like, duh. Well, yeah, I think, is it Fresno? And now I have to look this up. Hold on. Um, people Fresno. were chanting C for the yes, and I was like, Oh my god, that is hilarious! And I was like, Do they have a large Spanish speaking population? They're in California, and I was like, I assume that they would be in an area. Are you ready for it? What Fresno, is- California is 49.4% Hispanic, it is the largest population of Fresno, California. Uh, and then it is 26.7% white, 6% black, uh, but it is heavily hispanic population yeah. and which I, I had a hunch when i uh as we were talking about that but i just wanted to make sure i had the exact data on that 
Um, and yeah, they were they got behind Bandito, mm-hmm. and it was almost not so much in a like we hate you, Brian kind of way. Uh, it was just more in a this is one of our guys. This is yeah. our guy. Yeah, we yeah. love Bandito, and and so that that was great stuff. Uh, Rerun sent in a Humper Chat for Dad. Another outstanding Dynamite. Best friend slash Danhausen starting the show. Did a great job setting what could have been a very somber tone. You know what's interesting? I'm pretty sure... Ne- yes, they are. Because he's on the poster. Next week, they're in... Um, uh, uh, Kentucky, right? They're in Lexington. And so... Home state of uh, of Chuck, and something tells me that whatever they were doing was to build up to giving Chuck some kind of moment next week. I hope they just put Chuck straight up against Jeff Jarrett. I think if you want to get Chuck the biggest like hometown crowd reaction you can give him, I would just put him in there with Jeff Jarrett next week, just one on one Chuck Taylor versus Jeff Jarrett, and uh, just watch that arena implode. Dan Housen yesterday had me cracking up because he came on in his little like security t-shirt and i was like oh my goodness dan what are you doing he was asking if they had their tickets and he's like no no no, <laughs> you're not sitting here these are reserved for the best friends and the best friends come out with beer and popcorn yeah. like how could you not laugh at that yeah no i honestly i uh i even love the way that opened <laughs> i want to read a couple more um super chats and then kind of get into some of the the news of the week um oh we got one from somebody we're both kind of familiar with uh and uh day after dynamite viewers are familiar with lo sends in a super chat says here for my cheetah sister iridian i love her that's my bestie she is my favorite person she's incredible love her i am so glad that i have gotten both of you on this show by the way at this point uh but I I do <sighs> Okay. So, I'm actually glad that I am on this show right now, getting to smile, getting to laugh, getting to talk about wrestling. Yesterday was not that. Day before yesterday was not that. Uh I was not in a good place yesterday. A lot of wrestling fans weren't and uh, a lot of wrestlers weren't because uh, it's really the first podcast I've gotten to do since it happened. Um, the sudden, very tragic passing of Jay Briscoe, uh, one half of the Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions, which is in itself a really hard thing to, to say. You know, it's somebody who literally AEW just put up a scheduled post that I don't think they remembered was scheduled advertising the next Ring of Honor show as the Briscoes all over it. Uh, and the, I think right now it's just one of those things that I, I was talking to um, Denise about it on Tuesday, right after it happened. And we both kind of had that same reaction of, uh, you know, for whatever reason I had put down my phone. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, it was one of those kind of evenings where my, kids had gotten home from school and I was like you know what I'm gonna put the phone down and we're gonna chill me and my kids played some video games and uh my phone vibrated and it was from a friend who wasn't actually telling me the news they were actually doing 
a thing that a lot of people do in situations like this, which was they just reached out just to be like, well, I just want you to know that um, I love you and I cherish our friendship and all of that. And I, I don't know, something, I opened my phone and I saw that text and I thought, that's interesting. Wonder where that's coming from. You know, I always appreciate that. Don't get me wrong. I am one of those people that says, tell your friends you love them as often as possible. But random time during the day, I couldn't help but wonder what that was all about. And then I opened my phone and I I guess I missed it by about 30 minutes. I saw Tony Khan's tweet and uh, I had to read it six or seven times. I, I couldn't make it make sense because the way it was reading just was not computing. I kept rereading it over and over and over, and I'm like, the way this is reading, it sounds like Jay Briscoe's dead, but that doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Let me read this again. Nope, still sounds like it, and I just could not get it to say anything else every time I kept reading it. I don't know if you ever have moments like that where... It's like disbelief you know you I I was similar to you I I read that tweet and I was like what it's like you're confused and like time stops and you're just like wait and I guess the first instinct I had was like no let me see what else I can find because there's I you know Tony wouldn't just say something like this it's like you try to find information right like so that was the thing was you know when it came from Tony I didn't think to question it right (laughs) you know I, I immediately I'm like well these are two guys signed to Ring of Honor contracts. If anybody is going to report that, it's going to be Tony. But again, I was just like, no, this is this is wrong. This is I'm I'm not. Uh, maybe he's saying something different than what I'm comprehending. But I'm not getting the right message out of this because what I'm getting out of this is just wrong. And then once it finally settled in, I just kind of sat back and I thought. There's just no way, you know. I I have been watching the Briscoes. See, I didn't jump on the Ring of Honor bandwagon immediately. I discovered Ring of Honor as a podcaster, actually. Uh, my exposure to Ring of Honor is actually documented if you go find old episodes of RBR that, uh, back in the day. It was probably around 2005 I was first introduced to Ring of Honor. But the way I was introduced to Ring of Honor was uh, through my old co-host, Michael Z, who used to constantly bring up the Briscoes. And uh, he would constantly drop men up on the show. And that was one of those things where I'm like, okay, let me take a look. It was really around the same time. I discovered kind of, it was like Brian Danielson, CM Punk, the Briscoes. Um, Homicide, all of those guys really discovered them all around the same time, around 2005 when I first got into indie wrestling. And these were kind of the names just synonymous with changing my view of professional wrestling. What I knew as professional wrestling before when I was really just into like WCW, WWF, um, or WWE at the time, all of that, the guys kind of instrumental in shifting how I viewed wrestling were guys like CM Punk, guys like Brian Danielson, guys like Samoa Joe, And the Briscoes, like all of those names went hand in hand. And, you know, you really kind of got a view of how many people in wrestling were touched by what the Briscoes did in professional wrestling. Like, shout out to 
both Big E and Kofi, who um, were straight up just willing to say, like, we watch Briscoe's matches and, um, you know, Big E put borrowed in quotes uh, because, you know, a lot of it, there's been a lot of inspiration drawn from what those guys did in tag team wrestling. Um, You know, guys like, uh, the Young Bucks, one of their greatest rivals, right? The Bucks wrestled them, I believe, over like 50. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash fightful it's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with better help that's betterhelp.com slash fightful enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at betmgm sign up using code champion and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet when you register with betmgm you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features live betting options and the best daily promotions in the business and with betmgm at your fingertips every play and every game matters more than ever remember to use code champion and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. D-Times? Uh, and, you know, one of the things, you know, we've got the Fightful Awards coming up later today. We were already planning to celebrate the Briscoes as just kind of living legends, right? Like they, uh, Sean's already spoiled it. They did win match of the year. Um, they did get a match of the year award. And th- this wasn't I, we weren't planning on this being a posthumous award this was just straight up you kidding me it's the briscoes right yeah. uh and so this this was a tough one this was kind of a tough one um especially when you you kind of knew about how much jay briscoe was dedicated to his family and how much 
you know, we saw the video um, that's that's been reshared of him doing the cheer practice with his daughter. Um, and that was a tough one to see. And then when, of course, more details came out that um, his daughters were in the car, uh, it's it's just tough, right? Like you, you read that situation and it's it's really hard to comprehend the situation because when you read the details that came out about basically how the car swerved into his lane like it is a reminder that it can be over that quickly because i mean he had no control over that um yeah, yeah obviously the, the story is out that he he wasn't wearing a seatbelt and um or your seatbelt people but um beyond that i mean the car swerved into his lane and hit him head on that's that is how quickly life can change. It's, you know, like, like we've said, it's a lot of disbelief. Um, and going on Twitter and just seeing the stories that everyone had, you know, uh, Sammy Zane was tweeting, you know, the, the new day, of course, that, you know, Biggie, that's the tweet that I saw. And I was like, wow, he straight up just said it. You know, it's not like a company thing. I know NXT was also, uh, they they said something on air and in this in moments like these this is not about which company is you know people work for all of these wrestlers have relationships and to see the type of relationship that people had with the briscoes specifically and seeing all the kind words about jay it 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 just it hits you in the heart right and of course like you we're still in a state of of disbelief so it's just getting on Twitter and, and seeing, you know, everyone share their stories. It's like, man, this, this man was incredible. Yeah. It, it's, well, and, and you know, the interesting thing is you, you mentioned companies, right. And, um, you know, there's obviously a lot of company loyalty, things along those lines. But one of the things that is important to remember about the industry as it currently exists is, uh, you know, we used to joke about black and gold NXT, that black and gold NXT, it's Ring of Honor with a um, higher production value. Um, and AEW, uh, it's always been said that AEW was basically launched out of Ring of Honor, that Tony came in and rated Ring of Honor of its top guys. Yeah. Point being, first Ring of Honor match, did indeed feature Jay Briscoe. And so what I, the, my point here where I'm bringing this back around is that in the way that Ring of Honor's legacy has had an impact on so much of professional wrestling as it exists today, so many guys in WWE, so a lot of the top guys, Seth Rollins was Ring of Honor world champion. Um, so many different guys who have been around the business came through Ring of Honor. And knowing that the Briscoes were there that entire time, yeah, all of these guys who came up, whether they're in AEW, whether they're in WWE, NXT, whatever, had some kind of experience with the Briscoes. And so that's where a lot of those stories come from when you hear about, yeah, you know, uh, Kevin Owens had a uh, very memorable rivalry with, uh, with Jay Briscoe. 
and Jay Briscoe. You know, we, we always talk about the Briscoes as a tag team. But Jay Briscoe was also Ring of Honor world champion um, on his own. So, um, God, it's, this is a tough one. This is really, really tough. And, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I was... Uh, I was talking with Iridium before this started about um, podcasting and, and being in podcasting a long time. And uh, I, I have been in wrestling podcasting a long time. True story, folks. Before I wanted to get into wrestling podcasting, because wrestling podcasting didn't really exist uh, at the time. There weren't any others. I had two choices. It was either tech, or the two things I know well are technology and wrestling and i did wrestling because i felt like tech was oversaturated but one of the things that i knew i could kind of get away with in tech is be away from the sadness because uh, and that was one of the things i was like afraid of right was that when you're doing technology you're really just talking about things sometimes you have to talk about the people depending on you know the, the icons, like obviously like Steve Jobs was a big deal, right? But for the most part, you're really talking about things. But man, as much fun as I have talking wrestling, these are the days I dread. These are the days that, because there's so much humanness behind what we watch and what we enjoy. And when that's taken away, it sucks. Yeah. Rest in peace. Yeah. Jay Briscoe. And unfortunately, that's not the end of talking about the Jay Briscoe stuff because, as everybody's sending super chats in about, as yeah. Meet Norma says, I'm still mad this afternoon. Jay Briscoe has done plenty to redeem himself, but he couldn't get on TV, yet this power slap BS made the air. Jeez Louise. Um, I will say, I ain't watching none of Power Slap. I saw people tweeting about it saying that they, you know, they left their TVs on after Dynamite as. Jeremy mentioned as he stopped through, I flipped yeah. to the Nuggets. Ain't no chance I'm watching Power Slap. Yeah, I actually, when, when Dynamite started, I kind of expected all the wrestlers to be on the ramp. Mm-hmm. And when that didn't happen and it just kind of went straight to the matches, I was like, oh, is that it? Um, but, you know, Tony came out later and they, they of course, did a tribute show. Um but it's like, oh, why didn't we get a little bit of that on TV? So I th- think, you know, that's what a lot of people were very upset about. Yeah. Um, I I didn't get a chance to do any asking about it. I really wanted to before this show. But honestly, and I asked everybody I know in AEW, I just wanted to see how they're doing. Um, you know, as much as I would like to just fish around for scoops on this issue, um, I know not everybody's in a good place mentally right now. Yeah. And I just felt like not the time or place right now. And as much as I try to bring you guys information for this show and try to bring clarity to things, Meltzer comes on before me. He's always going to break the stuff. But I at least get to bring some clarity sometimes. Uh, The, I don't know. It, It, Nobody I talk to is is dealing well right now, and I'll I'll say that that from the top to the bottom, it's 
it it was a rough night for people last night. Um, nobody felt good about the, you know, about having to come to work, but they knew that, you know, the Jay would want the show to go on. Yeah. And because more than anything, Jay loved professional wrestling. And as a lot of people talked about, Jay loved putting people over. He loved seeing people get over on him. And, uh, and so one of the things that, that was said to me and it, uh, felt like a very poetic way to put it was, um, in the way where Jay would have put me over, um, he would have loved for a tribute show to him to get as many guys over as possible. And, uh, that, that that actually made me smile a lot. Um, and, uh, yeah, they did film a tribute show, uh, and, I know the card doesn't make a whole lot of sense to people. Um, There's two reasons for that. One, a lot of guys weren't intended to be in town. They flew a lot of guys in last minute as a, like there there was no intention of taping anything Ring of Honor and they got a Ring of Honor taping done on very, very short notice. There was that piece of it. And the other piece is, I believe the tribute show, and I think Tony said this, uh, but you can kind of see it through the card, Um, but it's going to be kind of peppered with, Jay Briscoe moments and uh, moments that Ring of Honor owns that they they have access to that footage and uh, that there's going to be, um, you know, tribute videos, things along those lines kind of put throughout. I don't know how long it's going to take them to put that together. It's this is obviously a very last minute thing, um, but at least we know that the, the episode is taped so that they said that's going to go up on Honor Club. It's going to go up on YouTube. And it's going to be out there for free for everybody. So, um, and it's going to be on ring of honors, YouTube channel, uh, not AEW's YouTube channel. Right. Um, I don't know. Sometimes they put things on both. Like the, I know Tony specifically said the ring of honor YouTube channel. Yeah. Um, but like, I know that the, uh, what do you call that? the zero hours mm, of the yeah. um, last ring of honor pay-per-view that went up on the AEW YouTube channel. So um, I don't know. They've, they've kind of done both when it comes to things for ring of honor. So uh, I, I don't know, but the, uh, so yeah, to talk about the, the Warner brothers discovery stuff. Um, I, I don't know the exact details on that. I know what Meltzer talked about today, um, or I guess late last night on it, and that it, uh, you know, I, I've heard all along that the story was true that Warner Brothers Discovery did not want the Briscoes on their TV, and that was why none of the FTR matches had any TV build the way other matches got it. Uh, but it was clear. Tony absolutely wanted the Briscoes. The Briscoes were signed um, to Ring of Honor contracts. Uh, as far as you know, the upcoming Ring of Honor TV stuff was concerned, they were going to be a big part of that show. Yeah. And um, they've basically been waiting around, ready to to start, ready to be a part of all of that. And they just won the tag team titles back at uh, Final Battle. They were... It felt like we were right around the corner from seeing kind of what the Briscoes were going to be able to bring to the table under Tony Khan's vision. Yeah. But yeah, we didn't get to really see that. And as far as what 
the the piece I don't know enough about to really talk about is Warner Brothers Discovery's motivation behind them not allowing the Briscoes on TV. I know there's a lot of speculation about why. Um, and uh, I have not been told directly why exactly that is. I know the speculation is about um, Jay Briscoe's old tweets that he had um, spent the last 10 years basically apologizing for. He's mentioned yeah. as recently as less than a year ago that he felt like, uh, you know, he was coming from a place of ignorance was what he said. If you've ever watched any shows I've ever done, you know I'm big on forgiveness and allowing people a, a chance to learn and grow. So um, I'm typically not one to hold much of anything. There are a few things. You know, there's always going to be a few things. But for the most part, especially when it comes to thought, um, you know, obviously action's a little bit different. But when it comes to thought, like, again, going back to my podcasting experience, just giving my own anecdotal experience. Sometimes I pull up my old shows. I pulled up a show from 2010 recently, listened to it, and I listen to my voice. I know that's my voice. Sounds exactly like it does today. But some of the things coming out of my mouth, I'm like, what the fuck is this guy talking about? And it's not even like that offensive. It's just like, no, this guy like just doesn't know. And is kind of an idiot. And that guy is me. And so um, I recognize... If I can see that in myself, I can see that I don't hold some of the same views that I've previously had because just as a person, you can evolve and grow. You can be taught. I recognize that uh, you shouldn't hold on to anything that you uh, that you held. I don't know that you get what I'm saying. Yes, but actually. pretty much the 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 point I'm getting at here with um, Jay is that it seemed, and a lot of people in the locker rooms said the same thing. Um, a lot of LGBTQ people had said the same things. Of you no, know, Jay seemed like he really made an effort to to learn, to grow, and to change from all of that. Um, so there's a piece of me hoping that um, that's not what was being held against him. Uh, I don't know that for sure. So again, I can't just speak to the speculation on it. I know what people are speculating on it. Um, I don't know what that is. Mm -hmm. I'll work to find out. Um, and uh, that's, but yesterday was not the day for me to work to find out. Just the way I, people were, were talking. Um, it just, it, it didn't seem like the time for it. I see Van Twinblade says, again, Warner has no problem working with a turf. Again, um, I, I don't know what that's specifically all about uh, because I do know that as it currently stands, Warner Brothers Discovery has... 
I don't know. I don't know. I can't say anything as far as any of that's concerned. I, I, you know, I, I think with the power slap, my guess is that it's probably just something Warner Brothers had money invested in and was like, yeah, we, we're going to air this because we paid for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, though. So, uh, and thank you, everybody in the chat. This was a good episode of Dynamite, though. And it did have me in high spirits by the time it was over. Again, show, as you mentioned, started with Orange Cassidy versus Jay Lethal. I don't know why. And maybe I'm... uh, Maybe I was just not looking at it from the right angle here. But you tell me. Oh, geez. Is it just me, or is a lot of this stuff working? <laughs> and it's like actually kind of fun and stuff I kind of do enjoy seeing on my TV. Like if you told me a year ago, hey, there's going to be a faction that consists of Jeff Jarrett, Satnam Singh, Jay Lethal, and they're going to have title shots across multiple titles. Like, at one point, they're going to be challenging for the tag titles. And within two weeks, they're going to be going for the All-Atlantic title. First off, you told me that a year ago. I go, what the fuck is the All-Atlantic title? Um, hey, and shout out Orange Cassidy. He officially has had the most title defenses of any male champion, which is crazy. He's in an sing- icon. He's an icon. <laughs> in a single reign. He's held that belt since October, and he has been defending it on the regular. No one has had as many title defenses, not Moxley, not... I figured Cody or Darby would have been... uh, Because Darby had a lot of them as TNT champion. Cody had a lot of them as TNT champion. Mm. But but no, this stuff is working. What is this? So, yeah, I'm with you on that boat. You know, I would never think that you would have put those three, four guys together with Jay and, and Jeff and that that would have worked i was like what and you know sometimes i i do find myself in enjoying them as as the group that they are no matter what my feelings are towards jeff but he cracks me up sometimes and orange (laughs) cassidy coming out with the title in his backpack i live for that yes it's so great who is doing it like orange cassidy no one you know my son pointed out something love this kid by the way he is uh so astute when it comes to little things but he pointed out to me that during the i guess it's like the true continuity of aew but when orange cassidy challenged kenny omega for the aew world championship at double or nothing 2021 orange cassidy had a backpack on his shoulder and tony Schiavone says on commentary Orange Cassidy tells me that when he wins the title, he's going to carry it in that backpack. That was two years ago, by the way. A man of his word. A man of his word. And he he didn't win the world title, but the moment he finally did win the title, he did keep his word and had it in the backpack. Um... And then to and, have him eating popcorn. And he put the popcorn in the backpack with the title. And he left, which I thought was hilarious. Yes. Now, I I had 
I had fun with this opener. It didn't even last all that long, but I actually did very much enjoy that. Um, and I'm seeing Ricardo in the chat say, "Did you miss my super chat?" Uh, I'm scrolling super chats. Let me make sure because I don't think I've missed any up until this point. Um, I don't see your super chat. Maybe I just wasn't in here long enough. Maybe it was sent before I jumped in. I don't know. Uh, I'll take another look. That said, uh, so fun little Easter egg. The they showed a video package for the upcoming match of Kushida versus uh, Darby Allen. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna bring up a picture. Uh, it's just on my phone because uh, I don't have time to pull it up on my screen. But there's a picture here. This is of Darby Allen holding the TNT Championship. Catching that, there's a lot of reflection there, but you see it. Darby with the TNT champion chip. He's on the the backdrop. I mean, the backdrop is the the new Dynamite graphics that they've had. But Iridian, those were filmed November 18th while Wardlow was still champion. Oh. <laughs> you gotta uh, be prepared for anything. <laughs> so what's interesting to me is I don't know how long Darby was planned to get the belt back. But knowing that they filmed all of those shots and they had Darby filmed with the TNT title belt. Yeah. That's really interesting to me that they at least knew that they were going to need those in the future, probably the near future. That doesn't, that to me was doesn't interesting. Doesn't that make you think, well, if they have Darby with the belt, do you think they also have someone else? Um, so sometimes they do that, sometimes they don't. Like they they've done those shots a few times and they've done a couple of like just in case, let's make sure we get yeah. this person with the belt. Um, but like they, well, MJF wasn't there. He didn't arrive till the nineteenth because those were all filmed in Newark. Um, but the because they didn't get any of MJF with the belt. But like when they filmed these back in twenty twenty, they also like didn't get any of Kenny with the belt, and he won the belt like two weeks after they filmed those. Um, and yeah that shot of darby because he's holding the the diamond studded belt the one that wardlow had at the time because darby's not holding that one right now he's holding the original version or not the original version but the old one he held back in 2021 so i just thought that was interesting when they showed that shot my brain immediately went wait a minute i know when you i know when you film those you film those on november 18th the night before full gear uh why does Darby have the belt in those? Unless you knew on November 18th mm-hmm. that there was a plan, but Wardlow was still champion. So that means before Joe won the belt, they yeah. knew that there was a succession plan of Darby Allen. So, hey, long-term planning. We kind of yeah. saw right in front of our eyes. <laughs> kind of unveiled there. That's kind of a neat thing. It's crazy that you caught that. Yeah. I mean, I've caught that a couple of times. There's uh, the same one with uh, where they had the Bucks holding the belts in the ones they shot in 2020, but I was like, pretty sure they filmed those while FTR was still champs. Um, and so, you know, 
but like I said, they I think they do that when they kind of know what they're going to need for the future. So anyway, what came next? We had the, oh yes, the Ass Boys promo. How are you feeling about those? <laughs> All right. Are you ready for it? Oh, mm-hmm. I'm yeah. starting to think. Look, I said I wouldn't mind. I know I said this a few weeks ago. I wouldn't mind if maybe the Ass Boys got the tag titles as a way to kind of transition them to FTR. I don't know if these guys are ready for that yet. Um, I think they have flashes of greatness in the ring, but uh, someone's got to tell Austin Gunn to stop screaming. I, yeah, I noticed that. And into the mic, I was like, whoa, somebody's got to turn the levels down on that one. But I I don't know. These promos are just not it for me. Yeah. And even last week's segment, I was like, did we really need this? And um, with, with the acclaimed coming out and then them being split up and now they're going to family therapy, which mm-hmm. just makes me believe I don't I honestly don't know where this is going. Yeah. No, I, and I do think, chat, that they can get there. This is not um, me giving a death sentence to anybody. Look, when I said two years ago that Dominic Mysterio was the worst thing on TV. Oh, how dare you, Will? That was two years ago. I mean, look, I think that man is working genius level stuff right now. Um, so, look, nothing should ever be a death sentence for anybody. I think that there's always... Uh, you can always look back and go, damn, remember when they were here and now they're here that they're so great. Like, uh, so I'm not saying by saying that they're not it right now, that's not to say that they can't be. Um, I think they do uh, fairly often have flashes of greatness. I think when they are put in the ring with like when I've seen, I don't know, there's very few instances where I haven't seen the guns kind of deliver. So like, I just, don't see it right now and uh and so i don't know i i wasn't really feeling this and then um luckily it was mostly saved by the acclaimed Mm -hmm. max caster hits his rap although he had to stall a little bit longer than i think he's prepared for because they started the beat with him on the ramp Mm -hmm. and He's just kind of. There's a lot of yo's. Yeah, he hit a lot of. (laughs) He hit a lot more yo's and listens than usual because I don't think he's used to starting it where he was. There was also some mistiming with uh, Billy Gunn saying, "I've got two words for you," and then they just played the music and he Mm -hmm. says, "Family therapy." Yeah. Obviously, some mistiming there. I feel like that segment was really the only like not hit for me on the show. Yeah. Uh, because one thing that did hit for me, I don't know how you felt, okay. but the Young Bucks versus Top Flight, part three, first saw these two teams face each other in November of 2020, the Young Bucks got the win. <sighs> Top Flight's first match on Dynamite, I think, was it? Now I have to look that up. <laughs> We can find that out. Um, but the either way, it was a tag title shot. Um, and 
What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. And top flight didn't wasn't able to get the oh no did i go oh they're saying the audio on the feed on the fight feed went bad yeah i kept reading that from people i i apologize i, I mean i apologize I'm, I'm sorry for you guys <laughs> watching on the fight feed that uh the show had bad audio through young bucks versus top flight oh yeah so yeah we saw um the second time they faced each other was on rampage uh in the middle of last year again the young bucks won and it was right before um darius had the the car accident that put him out of action third time's a charm right and man it sure was i was excited for this i was really excited to see these guys get to go at it again i know that the bucks very much view top flight as a as a pet project um having discovered them on uh on instagram with uh darius martin having told the young bucks that and it's such an odd thing because it makes me feel extremely old when i hear him say this but the fact that both members of top flight said that they grew up on the young bucks I don't know. Uh, Did you not way, like that? that made you feel old? or what? Of course it makes me feel old. The Young Bucks still feel like mentally to me a relatively recent act. And I'm like, nope. Will, you've been watching the Young Bucks since at least 2010. Mm. That's not true. This is not a newer act. How amazing is Top Flight? I am such a huge fan of them. And to see them go against the Young Bucks who are just tag team royalty at this point right mm -hmm. they get better every week and i'm so excited that they really do show up and show out because they win people over you know i was watching it with my dad and my dad was like i love the young bucks but i'm rooting for top light and i was like yes you should be rooting for them because they're so great they also have an amazing theme song i don't know how you feel about the theme song oh yeah i love the theme song it's on my wrestling playlist i don't know if you have one of those but I have yes, a wrestling I, I, I do. Yes, it's, it's on there. <laughs> yeah, they, no, shout out Rated R um, for the his his verses on there. Um, that's It's a great theme song. And uh, truth, uh, I'm not going to say that, actually. What? Nope, I had a story I was going to tell, and I oh. can't tell it yet. Oh. Um, that's, <laughs> nope, I cannot. That's uh, for another time. Because it could still potentially happen. So, okay, um, cool. We'll wait for that time then. Yes, we'll wait for that time. <laughs> so the 
yeah, so Top Flight and the Young Bucks go out there and basically do their thing with each other. I love the fire and intensity that the Young Bucks have shown since, uh, since not the Young Bucks, Top Flight. That Top Flight has shown really since Darius's return. The matches that they've gotten to have with uh, with the Blackpool Combat Club and various combinations, the uh, the way they got to basically go out there with Claudio and win that uh, Battle Royal a couple weeks ago, they have really gotten to show some fire. The only thing they haven't gotten to do in all of this is get a decisive good pinfall victory. And they got it here. And it was over the Young Bucks. It was exciting. You were like, oh, my God, they just did it. That's insane. Well, and the thing was, I was – because I had some thoughts on a lot of things. I thought – do you really want to pin the Young Bucks fresh after they just won just the won. trios titles last week? Yeah. I don't know about that. But also, you're also telling the story that the Young Bucks haven't been in tag team competition in a long time. Matter of fact, I pointed out a stat on Twitter uh, the, last week, and then Excalibur repeated it last night, which was the stat that uh, the Young Bucks have not competed in a tag match since they lost the tag titles to Swerve in Our Glory back in July of 2022. That was over six months ago. Yeah. So you do have a story here that, yes, they've been working well in trios action, having been tagging with Kenny for the last six months. But as far as tag team, straight up tag team wrestling is concerned, this is something Top Flight's been doing lately. The Young Bucks have not. And uh, it showed in Top Flight's ability to win this match. I can't believe we hadn't heard the Young Bucks theme, by the way, in that long. It's right? been since <laughs> we haven't heard that since September. Uh, and this is kind of nuts. They didn't come out with the trios titles, which was my first kind of inkling. I thought, okay, see, that's why I was confused. I'm like, where are their titles? And I thought maybe well, they're probably just only going to bring them out when it's a trios thing, when they come out with Kenny. But why would you not come out with that unless you really wanted to differentiate yourself that you are not the AEW tag team champions. You're the trios champions. Yeah, I think I think without Kenny, they probably wanted to make sure that they're not seen with tag titles. I think that could be kind of confusing. Um, and I also think it was probably a case of, look, if they're going to lose – uh let's also not have those belts on display that they just won right because we just crowned them but yeah this was a great moment this was a great match i was pretty much hooked on it the whole time i i actually bit on the doomsday device i thought that you know what it's a good way to pay tribute to jay briscoe yeah i wanted top flight to win this but it's okay and then no they, they didn't uh we got that pin broken up this was excellent. I, I, I'm i so happy for Top Flight and this push. It seems that they're getting again. Uh, it's always felt like Tony Khan has been kind of all in on, uh, on Top Flight. Mm-hmm. And then Darius got hurt. And it, he was like really behind da- uh, Dante Martin. And then Darius came back and it seemed like, okay, full speed ahead again. Then Darius got hurt again. And... I love the fact that with Top Flight back again, it's like, no, we're just picking up where we left off. We're going to keep going until we get them where we want to get them. And that, it seems like, is going to be some form of tag team titles. I don't know what tag team belts they're going to get because I saw somebody mention how 
you know, they're probably going to have to crown some Ring of Honor tag champions coming up here soon. Um, I saw somebody mention the idea of a, a doing like a Jay Briscoe Cup, which would actually be a great idea. Oh, yeah. Um, wouldn't surprise me if Top Flight were the ones to win those. And, you know, in this match, they had some really, really good moments. I don't remember if it was Dante or Darius, but they got up before uh, Nick and they were like, come on, you got to be faster than that. I, you know, I'm beating you in speed. And I was like, <laughs> oh, my God, that's genius. Uh-huh. Oh, so good. Yeah. Um, let's see. Orion Ben 666 says, we saw Darius and Nick. Who are your favorite hot tags? Mm-hmm. Hmm. I don't know. Good That's a hard question. One. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think Nick Jackson's got one of the best hot tags in the business. Uh, but the, uh, I, I would say, yeah, I, I'd say Nick Jackson. He's, he's my favorite hot tag. Yeah. Uh, Ricardo, the ODV says, I haven't always been a good person. I've done and said bad slash stupid stuff. If there's redemption for Jay, then there's redemption for me too. I mean, honestly, I think there should be especially like i said when it comes to the matters of thought i think that um the reason the phrase change your mind exists is because you can yeah and there's also just like a lot of unlearning sometimes that you have to do and it's just re-educating mm-hmm. yourself and i believe that people can do that yes i do too and there are a lot of people are bringing up john silver in the chat uh saying he's got one of the best hot tags that's we're so good that's that's very <laughs> true as well johnny hungy Yes. Uh, Reggie Simmons says, shout out to the Chi-Town sister, Iridian. Keep repping for the mecca of professional wrestling. I love living in Chicago. I don't know why more people are not here. Tony Khan. Wait, wait, wait. First off, you guys' city is so overpopulated. More people. I think we need more people. Well, I don't live like in the city city, so I'm I'm maybe like close to downtown, but it's not super, super busy. But one of my favorite things is that Tony comes out every show and is like, we're going to continue to have every pay-per-view here. I love being down here. And I was like, yes, Tony. Yes, keep bringing them here. <sighs> my only thing is, like, I love traveling for wrestling. But I also love traveling to places I've never been. That's great. And the fact that I can say I've been to Chicago more times in the last four years than I've ever been is... Uh... And... Not even like proper Chicago, right? Like I get to fly into Chicago and then hang out in Hoffman Estates. Yeah. Um, and I'd like to do more Chicago proper. Mm-hmm. You should because I complain about Hoffman Estates a lot because, <laughs> you know, it's not Chicago. No, it's not. Uh, no, Hoffman is not Chicago. Yeah. Uh, and like it was very different. When I when I came out for Forbidden Door, right? That yes. was all a, a very simple. Um, I stayed in an Airbnb downtown Chicago, fifteen minutes to get to United Center. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, it's easier to manage when literally it's advertised in Chicago and it's either in in Wintrust or the United Center, and as opposed to Hoffman Estates, a lot of people right. are like, oh, okay, it's in Chicago, and they book all of their plans like downtown, and I'm just like, don't do that, no. <laughs> nope, I, I definitely know that. The hard thing about Hoffman is that, like, I, I've learned, you gotta stay in Hoffman, right? Like, if you're gonna yeah. go to All Out, just get a hotel in Hoffman, mm-hmm. it's the best option. Yeah. Um, 
and I usually get one that's in that little area that's like walking distance from from the um, place from the arena. Uh, not from the arena, from where like GCW holds all their shows and oh, stuff. Oh, okay. That, yeah. yeah, you know the place. Um, and so I, I'm usually like walking distance from that, and that's always cool. But <laughs> uh, the problem with Hoffman and staying in Hoffman is that. There's no late night food in Hoffman. All the late night food is in Chicago proper. And so. Also transportation. I hear a lot of people have had transportation issues, which. Um, I always get a rental car. So like. You're smart. I am, you're smart. I am people's transportation issue. Of, uh, I, I am the let's stuff a bunch of people in this car I paid 50 bucks for and isn't that big, but we can. But we can do it. it. We can try to do it, yeah. Some of y'all are going to be lapping up. But uh, Graham B says, have you been to Mindy's Bakery? I have not been to Mindy's Bakery. I've only heard great things about it, though. I definitely have not. <laughs> you have a better chance at it than I do. Um, but I'll see if I can send you some. Let's see how, how they get there. Yeah. I, I mean, look, if, I there's like a, a well. if there's a major pay-per-view in Chicago this year, I'll probably be there. I said last year on this show, oh, I'm not going to do All Out. I just did Forbidden Door. I'm probably going to not do it. And then I ended up doing it. I'll be at Mania this year. No Rumble. That's for sure. That's next week. Not happening. Mm -hmm. I don't have the the capacity. Are you the surprise entrant? And you're not going to say anything? Oh. Could be. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I did Rumble last year. I've done Rumble multiple years. I've even done Rumble in San Antonio at that exact building in 2017. So this was a little easier to pass on than most Rumbles have been in the past. But I will do Mania for sure. For sure. And I'll also do uh, the, what do you call it? Um, uh super card of honor again mm. uh that that feels that's now feeling like a really really important show i know it uh it felt important before but i think now it takes on a new meaning and being that first ring of honor pay-per-view post jay briscoe whew, i i feel like i have to do that one yeah do you have any wrestling travel coming up this year I'm going to the Rumble. <laughs> of course you are. <laughs> going to the Rumble. Um, looking forward to All Out being here. Uh, I know Tony hasn't announced it, but mm, <laughs> does he have to? I mean, he's been making it up this year, though. Like, Because this year they've yeah. been make, hitting a lot of places they've never hit before. Like, yeah. Fresno was the city they've never hit before. Mm-hmm. Um, Seattle two weeks ago uh, and Portland two weeks ago. And as I've mentioned, a lot of the cities announced are all cities that are brand new to AEW. The only like repeats this year so far are um, LA was a repeat. They've got Kansas city coming up. That's a repeat and um, UBS arena in long Island on long Island is a repeat as well, but on long Island in long Island. That's on long Island. I know. Uh, I I try to get it right. Oh, and St. Louis is also Mm. a repeat. Um, but then, like, everything else is new. They're hitting Winnipeg. They're hitting uh, Kingston, Rhode Island. Oh. Uh, they're hitting, like, just a lot of places they've never been before. 
Um, I know some are doing well. Like I know Lexington, his uh, their advances on tickets are pretty well. But then like Dayton isn't, uh, and that's the week after. El Paso um, looks kind of bare. I think they're in trouble in Laredo. Like oh, when they mentioned Laredo, I was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. So they're the ticket sales there are dire um, in Laredo. And I know that like WWE ran Laredo last summer and I know that show was looking dire for like a month. And then they announced that it was John Cena's 20th anniversary and they sold every ticket in the building. And he didn't even do anything. He just came out and was like, Hey everybody, bye everybody. And then, uh, so yeah, you know, that was the thing that Cody Rhodes talked about though, when he was, um, talking about AEW going on the road, he said, you know, sometimes we're going to have to take some on the chin. And those are the shows that we have to, to kind of look at of like, you know, obviously we're going to have these raucous crowds all across the, the country, but, and sometimes we'll learn like, Hey, wasn't expecting this city to be a great city for us. Let's yeah. come back. And then other times we'll learn, Ooh, let's not run this one again because that was a disaster yeah. for us. So yeah, well, Laredo's it's all, not lo- it's all a learning though. process for them. Like, because they haven't run some shows in certain places, it is going to be like a give and take of like, oh, well, this one didn't do well. Now we're just going to have to note it and move on yeah. to the next show. Because like they haven't run Corpus Christi again. And they did that one time. And uh, they have not since. And that was in 2019. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I think they do feel burned with that. But yeah, because they got Phoenix coming up there. That's got a good advance. And yeah. uh, Winnipeg is looking really good. So like... They've the ones that are coming up, a lot of them do look good, and then a lot just like don't. Uh, so it's just a mixture of how they're going to pull that off. So, uh, what was the next thing on the show? Oh, yes, that's right. Brian Danielson took on a bandito. What it was just so good. I mean, I feel like. I can't not say that about a lot of matches on Dynamite because everything is so good. But I did appreciate the C chance, which I was like, C, C. Like, I was ready for it. Uh-huh. Uh, that's such a huge fan of Bandito. I'm, I was really glad that when he got signed because he's just got potential through the roof. And the possibility of him being a huge star in AW is definitely there. And Brian Danielson could just do no wrong. So, I, you know he's going to keep being amazing no matter what. Mm-hmm. He is the best at what he does. <laughs> and the fact that he adjusted so well here. And what I mean is maybe there was some expectation that the crowd was going to be behind Bandito. Mm-hmm. I don't think he was expecting it to be like 90, 10. Um, and like it didn't seem like there was a lot in his favor, but he worked that crowd in a way mm-hmm. that was conducive to the match. And uh, Brian was working it a lot like a heel, but in a kind of a babyface manner. It reminded me a lot of, obviously on a smaller scale. Don't think I'm comparing them because I know somebody will pull this quote out and be like, we'll really compare uh, Brian Danielson and Bandito to The Rock versus Hulk Hogan. Like, obviously, much smaller scale. We're talking 60,000 fans versus 5,000 fans. Mm-hmm. But just the idea of adjusting to a crowd that is solidly behind the baby face, the baby face's opponent. Brian did that so well, but also Bandito worked extremely well. He worked in a way 
that made you want to see him win. Um, the core strength of both of these guys is insane. Yeah. Uh, and it, it was a very, very smart, methodical match that built the fans up, that got, that the fans were into it from the start, but they got into it, they stayed into it, the action was intense, um, that slap exchange they had. Look, what the hell do you even have the slap fight show on for? Because, like, honestly, they're doing it much better in AEW between Bandito and Brian Danielson. Yeah. And even on commentary when uh, Excalibur was talking about the way that Bandito trains and just wears his mask while training and like the lungs that you have to have on you to even get through the match and, and train like that. He mentioned Denver altitude, by the way. I appreciated yeah. that. <laughs> they had to note that in there. Yeah. Yes. It's crazy. Yeah. So th- this was great. This was honestly one of my favorite matches of 2023. Uh, not my absolute favorite just because Kenny and Osprey exist, but this was up there. This was very, very good. This is the kind of stuff I want to see. Uh, and um, this, I, I love this. This was amazing. Yeah. Uh, I, I couldn't agree more with you. I had incredible stuff. And it just makes you look forward to next week when the opponent is going to be a little bit bigger in a little different situation. Well, and that's the thing is, as Sean Ross Sapp likes to say, Brian Cage has, since he's been back, has been having the matches of his career. Uh, you know, something was going wrong when AEW first went back on the road. Because, you know, Brian Cage didn't get to work with AEW on the road. Because remember, he came in in the pandemic, right? And then he w- they went on the road and just something wasn't clicking. Fans were not gravitating to Brian Cage. But since he's been back with the embassy, I feel like Brian Cage goes so hard in the ring. And Brian Cage versus Brian Danielson. It's the Battle one of, those of the Bryans. Battle of the Bryans. You know what's funny is when this match uh, and uh, somebody in the chat is asking, when is AEW going to Kingston, Rhode Island? Um, that's in April, I want to say. Uh, April, is it the 9th, maybe? Let me look at that. Uh, that is... It's on AEW's calendar. The, yeah, April 7th. Sorry, I was two days off. Uh, April 7th is that one. It's a Battle of the Belts. But it's an interesting Battle of the Belts because it's the only Battle of the Belts poster. And they're pretty accurate about who's featured on those posters and who's been on those shows. Mm-hmm. It's the only Battle of the Belts poster that's had the Elite on it. Front and center is Kenny and the Young Bucks are on that poster. So something tells me you will get to see... Kenny and the Bucks at that show. Um, anyway, so yeah, Brian Cage, Brian Danielson. You know what's amazing about these matches that Brian's been having? A lot of them are, and Tony Khan's really good at this in general, but they're matches that I would have never thought of, but now that I'm seeing them, I'm like, it makes yes. sense, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like I wasn't thinking about Brian Danielson versus Bandito, but I wish I had been because gimme, it this yeah. sounds amazing. And it was. Um I was thinking about Brian Danielson versus Takeshita. Um but I have never once 
even considered Brian Danielson versus Brian Cage. And all of the matches that I had ever thought of as far as, hey, these are matches I want to see Brian have in AEW, Brian Cage never even crossed my mind. But now that it's been booked and I have a graphic for it, yeah. yes, <laughs> let's go. Oh, man. Someone in the comments said, uh, Brian Cage is a cruiserweight. What do you mean? <laughs> I, the first time that I saw Brian Cage might have been like i think if it wasn't like an impact show it was probably i think it was an impact show this man is huge oh yeah. literally one of the biggest wrestlers i've seen in my life so i can only imagine what they're gonna look like in the ring to next week together it's my mind is just gonna explode <laughs> so i will tell you first time i ever met uh brian cage mm -hmm. It was the weirdest thing. Like, I had been watching Brian Cage. I'd seen him in Lucha Underground, and yeah. I'd seen him in Impact, all of this. But it was backstage at a Revolver show. It was Swerve's last Revolver show, and I was there with him to support him before he went off to um, sign with WWE. Mm. wonder how that worked out. So, um, the... <laughs> and so, I'm... Meeting all these people, he, he's actually introducing me to people. And I meet Brian Cage, and it's more so just the fact that he's this massive individual with muscles on top of muscles on top of muscles, but he's just like a normal ass dude. And so, like, he's like playing a smartphone game when I see him, but like, just picture somebody, these big ass shoulders, big ass traps that's just like, oh, hey, what's up? And like, <laughs> like, you expect him to, I don't know. I've, been watching wrestling my whole life i expect big muscly guys to be big muscly guys yeah. And yeah and he's just like oh hey i'm brian nice to meet you and i'm like god that just took oh, like you were just a normal ass person were and... you sweating before that point you're like oh my god <laughs> it's it's just weird right like i i couldn't i don't know that was an interesting time yeah. um mainly thinking about how many of the people i met at that particular show now all work together again because that was swerve's goodbye to the indies yeah um but the person who wished him the goodbye at the end of the show was eddie kingston and <laughs> brian cage was there and um lucha bros worked that show and just thinking about how like all of those guys were kind of saying goodbye to each other because they didn't know what the future held and they all work together now in now? AEW. yeah so uh that's that that's just a fascinating thing to me. I love yeah, it. It's crazy how life works out sometimes. <laughs> I mean that t that time period of wrestling. A lot of that is uh, in hindsight because I always think about like Mania Weekend 2017. I got to see the Hardys face the Lucha Bros. Insane. They work together now. And that was that was supposed to be like the Hardys' goodbye run to the Indies as they were heading back to WWE as well. Now they work together in AEW. Well, Jeff Hart, I mean, he's still signed. Um, yeah. And he's got dates coming up. But the next thing, so we saw MJF. MJF addressed a lot of the criticism he's gotten in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. I'll wait on the next thing I'm going to say. I had a thing on that. I'll wait. I know, I know people hate me for that when I have to do that. But honestly, I'll say this. Uh... All I know as far as MJF is concerned was what I was told was um, give it a few weeks that mm -hmm. 
there's stuff and that for people thinking that there's no depth here that there's that mjf has kind of fallen into you know not doing a lot of the character stuff he was doing before i was told just give it time Mm -hmm. um that there there is a plan here that there is a solid thing and they all know what they're doing up through revolution and that there's there's stuff for MJF in that it's supposed to make sense. But yeah, uh, here he was very good backstage. And uh, he paid off Brian Cage. Mm-hmm. Um, he also slapped him. And then when Brian Cage got angry, he said, that feeling you got now, I want to see that on Brian. And he also said, because this is the part that makes sense. He said, I don't care if you win or lose. Yeah. I just want you to hurt him. This was a very different week for mjf because that promo it wasn't like all the other ones that we've gotten and he mentioned that it was only gonna get more difficult for brian because they were different kind of opponents and and it was also going to be a different kind of mjf he's like you haven't you know this is the mjf that i've been giving you but this is who you're gonna get and it was something different and you're just like okay what does this mean you know, what can I expect from MJF now? Because every week he comes out and gives a 10 out of 10 promo. This guy is fantastic in the ring. And to get this difference, I think a lot of people were not happy on, on Twitter with what they got from the promo. But I thought it was good because it's moving to a like, I want to see like a more sinister side mm-hmm. of MJF. It's different. Yeah. No, I like this. I like this a lot. And uh uh, the chat did as well. We got Tim Gordon said, this is what MJF has always done. I'm not sure why people are so surprised. Yeah. King of the North says, MJF slapping the mess out of Cage was awesome. Uh, it's yeah. also just the size different. You even saw when MJF went out there with Takeshita, Takeshita was a little bit bigger. So when Takeshita pushed him back, you're like, whoa. So the physical difference of Brian, Cage, and MJF was hilarious. But also you knew that it was a scary time there for MJF, probably. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and speaking of which, we got Takeshita, who... Um, oh, my gosh. This was How very good. That promo? This was so good. He has excellent comedic timing. This is going to be uh, a great run for him. Mm-hmm. I, I have an idea of what I would like to see... Um, Takeshita do going forward. I know everybody has the idea. Takeshita, All-Atlantic champion. Mm-hmm. It's a great idea. Except for belts on Orange Cassidy. Mm-hmm. I would like... I think there needs to be a middle ground there. Hear me out here, guys. Hey. <laughs> Look. I'm not saying this because I'm related to the man. I think it's because it's a good thing to do. But I think if you have Swerve be the guy to beat Orange Cassidy, maybe have him go a couple of months with the belt and kind of holding it hostage in a sense, and then have Takeshi to be the uh, to be the one to beat him. I think that. <laughs> Shut up, chat. <laughs> Thank you. I know. Everybody knew where I was going with that. But look, I think that it would be a great way to establish the mogul affiliates. I think getting the belt on a heel and, again, kind of holding it hostage in a way and giving Takeshita a a solid 
heel to beat for it, I think would work and give him a moment. That's that's me personally was where I feel you could go with that. I think that makes sense. I don't want to risk people turning on Takeshita because he either took it off of Darby or he took it off of Orange. So mm-hmm. there might need to be someone who comes in the middle, takes it off of them. So then you do have, instead of two baby faces, that heel and a baby face. And ultimately, Takeshita would come out on top, which that man needs a championship. He is... what he's given in the past three, four weeks, I'm going back to even his match that he had with, with hangman and John Moxley, that the crowd Mm -hmm. has always just been behind him. And now that he's cutting the promos and that they're allowing him to really just, you know, be Takeshita, people love it. And like you said, his timing is spot on. It's spot on. And you know what I love? I love that it shuts down the criticism from um, last week. Uh, All the people saying, well, you know, you can't push him because you can't cut a promo. I thought he did great here, and uh, I I was so into this. Speaking of promos, one thing we didn't get to talk about, I kind of skipped around, but I forgot to talk about Hangman and Renee Paquette backstage. Uh, And the... um, So this was obviously going to be very awkward, how can Hangman, after knocking out Renee Paquette's husband, now how can she sit here with him? And I thought this was all very good material. There's a couple of things in there that have everybody kind of scratching their heads. Hangman talked about needing to make amends. Yeah. With whom? I mean... He already made amends with the Young Bucks. We saw that back in August. But he's never made amends with Kenny Omega. Mm-hmm. Hmm. There's a lot that they gave us in that promo just to think about. And it's even just like planting the seed. They, he didn't need to say anything, right? But the fact that he was like, you know what? I got a couple ties that I need. I got you know un- things that I need to tie back up. And then like he was like, oh, yeah. And can you tell? Oh, never mind. What? How what are you going to say the... it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, huh. That everything like obviously they they drop some hints and clues here, and everybody's trying to break down what those clues are. I I got what he was talking about from the first part where he said that um, he needed to make amends. But on that second part, mm-hmm. was he talking about the same person or? What was that last thing about? Because everybody's trying to figure that out. Yeah. Everybody wants it to be CM Punk. <laughs> oh, geez. I don't know. <laughs> We're just going to leave that at a, a, a pause. <laughs> I mean, what the hell does an elite look like, by the way, that suddenly has Adam Page back in the fold? I don't think you bring Adam Cole back in the fold because he mm-hmm. definitely, I mean, you can. And then at that point, it's a bunch of long-haired white dudes, but they they can go. Yeah, <laughs> and, they sure uh, can. Uh, but I, I would like to see Cole do some solo stuff, and I'm hoping that that's what they do going forward. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to make of this. I just It just left me more confused, and I did like 
that they kind of like ended the interview, but they still had their little like side conversation. And I was like, it felt like I was intruding because they were still <laughs> recording. So I was like, oh, am I supposed to watch this? Did, were they supposed to be back in the ring? And I'm just hearing this conversation. But I think it added to the overall segment just because, you know, we got that little bit of, oh, who was he talking about? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but all of a sudden, they found a way to get me intrigued very quickly. Uh, King of the North says, Kota Ibushi on the way? I don't know. That sounds out of this world. We had another backstage segment um, where Soraya and Tony aren't happy with Sheeta for screwing up hmm. last week. Uh, this plays into what I said last week. I don't like how, as your resident Hikaru Shida fan, how she's kind of looking a little bit foolish here. But I'll say that this was probably some good course correction mm. because it felt it's felt for weeks like they've been leading to a story of AEW original women versus the outsiders. Mm -hmm. That's a great concept. That's something that I think um, has real life implications and would divide the fans in a very real way. I like all of that. I also think that if they were seeming to hint at a Sheeta heel turn, while that's a character thing I want to see for Sheeta, putting her against Saray and Tony Storm was not going to work. The fans were going to take Sheeta's side. Because if there's one thing AEW fans are loyal to, it is very much to the people that they view as originals, people that they feel brought AEW to the forefront. Um, and we saw that last year with Ruby Soho versus Chris Statlander, and that the fans completely rejected Chris Stat or uh, rejected Ruby Soho in that regard. Yeah. They wanted Chris, and uh, this is one of those kind of moments and uh i feel like this is probably the right correction they had soraya tony storm basically say these AEW original women um mm -hmm. you know they don't have they don't know what we know and cheetah getting offended by that yeah what did you think of this i am such a huge fan of cheetah too i love her so much she can do no wrong in my book so Last week when she came out with the candlestick, I was like, oh, is this her heel turn? What is happening? Oh, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I have two of them. There's another one over. This one's signed. And I think that one, I'm pretty sure it's Sheeta right there. Love that. She is so amazing. And yes. the fact that they were yelling at her yesterday, mm -hmm. I was like, no, no, there's no way. Why are you yelling at Sheeta? Shame right. on you. <laughs> I was a little, I was upset about that. So I think this made, you know, Sheeta look good that they yelled at her and now that we have officially separated you know tony and soraya to heal ish tendencies right because it doesn't I mean, matter what brit does the audience is always going to be behind her even if she's a heel right right so i think this might be an easy way for brit to like become a little bit of a baby face and still be a badass because now you have someone to for sure boo which is tony and soraya and this is the thing I think that um, Tony needed because I think Tony Storm to me has been one of the best women's performers of the last year. But I don't feel like the crowd was getting that. The crowds really haven't been getting behind Tony Storm in a way that 
has felt like uh, she has felt like she is where she's supposed to be positioned. And so turning her, I think, was the right call. And she had the match with Willow Nightingale. Um, I enjoyed this match. I enjoyed the two of them working together. I think Willow um, is just kind of very much proving that she belongs. I wasn't sure where this was going. I thought Willow was just going to beat her. Um, and I think the fans even thought so because the fans were behind Willow Nightingale. Yeah. And that turned out to be very intentional because Tony wins here, but she grabbed the tights. She cheated. She cheated to win. And when Willow seemed frustrated about it, Tony and Soraya just started kicking the crap out of her. And uh, Sheeta not happy with this. Ruby Soho runs down. Can I fantasy book for a second? Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay, ready? Okay, so I think turning Ruby is too obvious. Obviously, Ruby fits in with the the outsiders more in that regard. Mm-hmm. I think she should kind of play a little bit of a tweener here. And I say that in the sense that I don't want her to just outright turn on Willow because I like the combination of her and Willow. But I think she needs to kind of play the side of, like, Willow takes the role of, you know, Willow takes the side of of the the originals in the sense that she was put on the spotlight by AEW slash Ring of Honor. That's where Willow sides with. And Ruby is like, you know, I, I came in the same way that they did. I'm going to, you know, fight alongside them. But Willow and Ruby play like the two friends that are being drawn apart by these two groups, but they are still with each other, if that makes sense. Like they reluctantly take the sides that they take. Yeah. I. That's what I would like to see, because I don't think turning her is the right call. Yeah, I think she's good how she is right now. I really liked that match that she had where she teamed with Willow against uh, TayJ. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I think that's the smart move to to play if I'm hoping Thunder Rosa comes back. I'm hoping Chris Statlander comes back. And then you throw them in with Britt Baker and someone else for, you know, to be the, the originals. I would even say you could put, like, Ty Conti there or yeah. even Anna Jay because they are originals, right? And to have them in in a match and you know working up towards a bigger picture but i don't know how i want to know how you felt about tony because do you remember all out when you know everyone was fighting for the for the women's championship everyone was cheering for jamie Mm -hmm. right when tony had come in and you know I, i guess in an ideal world everyone was supposed to want tony to win and then she got the, the title and everyone was kind of like, oh, we wanted Jamie. Yeah. Which was so, kind of sad. I was like, no, you know, because, you know, you love Tony so much and she's a really fantastic performer, but you also love Jamie. Yeah. And that's where I think that it'll fit for Tony's character to feel kind of slighted by all of that, that you guys didn't take my uh, you guys didn't back me when i was fighting my hardest you guys backed jamie hater so you fans can go to hell yeah you fans can stick it sister um the uh let me see so orion ben 66 says she just saw what Sami Zayn is doing and coming for emmys um 
We got another from Tim Gordon says Ruby should be in the Sting role here, distrusted by the originals. Interesting thought. Uh, Lord Zypher says, I had a thought last night that we should get a Bullet Club drama in the way of Adam Cole versus Juice Robinson for Revolution. Thoughts? I think Juice Robinson needs to get a whole lot more victories under his belt before they can even start to think about putting him with Adam Cole at a pay-per-view. That's, if anything, if you're not going to have him win, that just looks like a dynamite match. And he signed, by the way. So uh, I don't know at what point they, they do that. Uh, and so finally, the main event, TNT title Wait, on the line. How did you feel about Ricky? Oh, that's right. Ricky had a match. We skipped that whole match. Yes. Damn. And the purple hat. How could you? Will? How did I miss that? That's right. Ricky Starks had a match against I was trying to do this whole show from memory, and I obviously didn't even like think much about this. Ricky Starks had a match with Jake Hager. Yeah. Um, I got really worried about Ricky Starks' ankle when he tried to do his roll through thing on the. Oh uh, my god! Yeah. I, his little slide that he does mm-hmm. under the the um, turnbuckles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he kind of got caught there. I was like, "Oh no! Please don't be injured." Uh, but he was fine. I don't know. Match was. Mostly unremarkable. I was mostly just happy that when the Jericho Appreciation Society went to do something to Ricky, he escaped. And I thought, yes, no beatdowns. Yeah. This is what I'm talking about. Second time. He's like, I've been here, done that. Yeah. He put the hat on, which I think was an iconic moment in itself. (laughs) And he wrestled with the hat on. He did. props to Ricky. Yes. I think... One of the best things to come out of the AEW stage upgrade has been Ricky Starks' entrance. Oh, my God. Yeah. They have done... I think all the entrances look really good with the new stage, but, like, Ricky's especially looks phenomenal. Mm-hmm. King of the North says, respect 99 overall, Jake Hager with the hat on. <laughs> what about without the hat? <laughs> it's... Somebody pointed out on Twitter, and I'm sorry if I'm stealing your point. I think it was Trevor Dane, maybe, who said that... Um, you ever think about how fascinating it is that Jake Hager is undefeated MMA fighter. He's a former world heavyweight champion. Mm-hmm. Um, he uh, had, you know, the, the college wrestling career, all of that. But the thing that may be getting him the most over is the purple hat. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not even like a special hat. It's literally just a purple bucket hat. <laughs> so, I don't know. He, he says he likes it. I don't know. Uh, Rashad Lee says, when they have blood and guts match, Jade should be the original's ringer and take out everybody. Mm. I mean, God, there's so much they can do with that stuff. Yeah. I'm glad they're making Malibu Stacy has a new hat references. Uh, that's very good. <laughs> Thank you, chat. Uh, and now, finally, we have Darby Allen versus Kushida, one on one for the TNT Championship. This was not the match I was expecting, but it was very good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm with you on that. One thing Darby Allen does very well is get his motherfucking ass beat uh, better than anybody, and Man, Darby Allen was just 
getting his ass beat in this match. And uh, it was making Kushida look like a million bucks. Darby is so unafraid. It's scary. Yes. He will literally throw himself around like a rag doll. And you're just like, please, sir. I already paid my money. <laughs> I, I don't need you to go like this all of the time. But he does. And that's Isn't it so him. nice when he does? <laughs> I just, there's this little piece of me that's like, I just don't believe that Darby can get hurt. Because at this point, it would have happened by now. And he's just not. He's like he's like elastic. Yeah. So uh, this was a great showcase for Kushida uh, specifically. I never thought I'd see the day, by the way, that Kushida and Sheeta are on the same show. Right? Um, Did you see their backstage picture? Uh huh. They took a backstage it picture. Because so <laughs> like when one was on, um, one was on NXT, one was on Dynamite, and those shows would come on at the same time. I'd always think to myself, like, uh, and I'd hear commentary say Sheeta, but then I wasn't paying attention. I'm like, did they say Kushida or Sheeta? Because I wasn't thinking, and now they were on the same show this week. No, it was just something. But yeah, this was a great main event. Darby wins, handshake. You know what? Something that I feel like AEW could benefit from was, do you remember the the mixed tag team, you know, tournament that wwe had and it was on Facebook. oh yeah 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 the mixed match challenge yes i yes. loved that and i was like oh my god you know you could i was really... there for one of those really <laughs> yeah i went to one of those uh shows i was like you know what AEW could really do something like this and then they would just post it on youtube instead of facebook is just to have these tag teams come out like you know eddie and ruby versus you know, Sammy Guevara and um, Tay, and you would just continue to mix around these tag teams because you can include um, Takeshita and, you know, some of the newcomers. And that's another way to just get them over a little bit. And, you know, I feel like we need to, I need more mixed tag teams. That's what I need. Agreed. That's really good. I like that idea a lot. Well, we got a couple more uh, super chats to read. Um, Orion Ben says, fantasy booking Kushida and Motor City Machine Guns versus the Elite. Of course you are. Um, I, I I would love to see that as well. Uh, I mean, look, we've seen the Motor City Machine Guns in AEW already. Could we see the Time Splitters? I don't know. Uh, we got this one. Um, this is actually a four-parter from Pablo. It says, for dad, it says, R.I.P. Jay Briscoe. Going to my first indie show tomorrow in Denver. Oh. Is this Lucha Libre laughs you're going to? Because, uh, let's see. There's a bunch of wrestlers we've seen on AEW. Trisha Dora, Heidi, uh, Heidi Houtzer, and Dalton Castle. Um, I saw Dalton uh, spoke about Jay's passing on local news. I hope the show helps the grieving process. Um, thoughts on the Hangman Renee segment? We actually have to talk about that. Um, one part sounded like an elite reconciliation, but the last part sounded like an apology to Mox, maybe? It was like a, are we off air now? I'm not actually mad at him, and I hope he's okay. Uh, could be. I, I Again, I'm interested. And that's the best thing wrestling can do for me is keep me interested. That's true. Yeah. Well, folks, you know what time it is. It's time to check on the ratings. How the show do? It pulled in 969. Nice. Thousand viewers. 
and that was good for a 0.31 rating in 1849, 402,000. That put it at number three on cable. It was outranked by two NBA games. That was um, the highest total viewership since my birthday last year, October 26th. Uh, so good on growth for the show. It was up from last week, which was up huge from the week before. I know a lot of people were attributing last week's being up to possibility of Mercedes being there and that didn't happen. Um, so yeah, I'm interested in how the quarters look. They didn't come out before the end of the show, but before we go, Iridian Mm -hmm. plug, whatever the floor is yours. Well, thank you so much for having me on. I've had a wonderful time. Uh, if you are looking to follow me on my personal accounts, it's on the screen at Iridian underscore Fiero on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, TikTok, or you can follow at Rest Friends also on all of the same platforms. And we have a podcast and you can also follow us on YouTube. You can subscribe to Rest Friends. We just did an unboxing of the AEW trading cards. And I got some special ones in there. We talked about Chris Statlander. I got a really, really cool Chris Statlander card. So you guys can check all of that out. Yes, please follow Iridian and definitely check out her content. It's really, really, really great content. And uh, Rest Friends is both one of my favorite names for (laughs) wrestling content. And uh, it's just great content. Please check it out. Thank you. Thank you. Stick with us, folks. Because in about three minutes, I'm jumping over to Ask Grapsity with Phil and Reg. We're going to be answering your questions. Send those to Fightful Select, um, FightfulSelect.com. And then later on tonight, I am going to be presenting some awards and talking about some of our favorite stuff from 2022 with Sean Rossap and Denise Salcedo. So outside of that, folks. That's it for this edition of Day After Dynamite. Thank you for being with us. Uh, oh, wait, hold on. Um, Bugaboo Jones says, uh, Dalton Castle at Lucha and Laughs, you going? Okay, so it was at, um, I, I might, I, I don't know. Uh, I'll see, actually. I'll shoot them an email. Um, I went to the show in, uh, what was that, November? Might have been October. No, that was October. October for sure. Anyway, uh, and then I saw Redmond said that power slap flopped. All right. Uh, Well then, folks, that's it. I will catch you on the other side. Thank you, Iridian, for joining me. I really appreciate you. Thank you for having me. See you next time. Have a great day. Peace. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.